Welcome to track number one, The Wise of Serpents. When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are
right? Father, we thank you for your blessing today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Okay? Now the first comment that I want to make here, our theme is wise as serpents. And it's also a prayer camp because I want us to pray for the uh, upcoming semester and for the upcoming souls and churches that we want to grow. Amen. So we are going to pray for 24 hours at the camp. Every day we pray for 8 hours. Yeah. 8, 8, 8. 8 and 3 is 24 if you remember your times table. And so by the time we leave on Thursday, we should have accomplished that. Amen. With prayer, you cannot easily feel that the answer has come. Most of the time, you don't feel much. Just hunger or tiredness. So that's why we use time. If you use feelings, you can easily not pray what you need to pray. Amen. So, Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Amen. And what? Be ye wise as serpents and harmless as doves. God. Now, most of our um, our attitude towards um, snakes is an attitude of fear, isn't it? And um, it is it is proper that we should fear snakes and um, we should have a proper respect for them because um, they are wonderful creatures and because of the great fear we have generally snakes. Very few people like snakes. It, it, it is an animal that Jesus had to specifically mention. It's wisdom. Otherwise, we would just kill them and never look at them with a second eye. You understand? Because they are, they are animals that generate uh, a fear. And it's proper. 
you should fear them and respect them. Alright? Because they are animals that are very, very, very dangerous and also successful. Alright? So, at, at the camp, I hope to show you a film, of a couple of films also, that will help you to understand what we are talking about. Now, verse 19 of Proverbs 13. 13. Proverbs 13. Okay. It says, um, verse 18, there are three things which are too wonderful for me. Now, Solomon also recognized something wonderful about snakes. And he said, yea, for which I know not, the way of an eagle in the air is also something worth studying. And then the way of a serpent upon a rock is also something wonderful. And the way of a ship in the midst of the sea is also something wonderful that defies logic. Because a ship is made of metal, very, very heavy, but it's able to float and move on the sea. It's wonderful. And I'm sure if aeroplanes had been invented, he would have also said a plane in the sky. But he just spoke about the eagle. And... Um, you know, the American planes, uh, American Air Force planes are named after the birds which they study. Like the F-72, the Falcon. You know, they study Falcons and they study how they fly. So fast, so, so uh, accurate, able to kill you know, when they die. And then the way of a man with a maid. It's also something that defies sense. You get it? Because most of you, as you grow up later, are going to think more than you feel. And as you think more than you feel, you are going to find that you are less inclined as a maid towards a man and as a man towards a maid. Because when you analyze why you shouldn't be with this person. You really wonder what you are doing. Yes. And if sometimes when people are getting married, you, you ask yourself, why? You know, why? Why? Hallelujah. Are we becoming wise already? Ask anybody, are you becoming wise already? Amen. So, as we are this camp, it is important to expect that by the time you leave here, you would have learned some wisdom for your life. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. What, it's one of the things that happens to us is that we live our life without certain um, key 
pieces of wisdom that we need for our lives. And the ministry, how many of you are interested in the ministry? You want to do the ministry? Or you just came to see a friend of? Uh-huh. If you are interested in the ministry, you will need the wisdom, not of your school teacher. Amen? Or the wisdom of your master's degree. Or the wisdom of your first class. We don't bring those things here. We thank the Lord for your first class. Do you get me? But we need the wisdom, a, a certain type of wisdom. And I am waiting myself to hear what type of wisdom the serpent has. Hey! Amen. And, and you see, if you do not add it to your life, see, Christ said we must become. You must be. Which means that you are not. Do you see? Uh-huh. So at this camp, you must open up your spirit and allow the Lord to make you that type of person who becomes wise as a serpent. So you are living here without wisdom. Are you believing God to live here without wisdom? Clap your hands for Jesus. Fantastic. Now, uh, like I was saying, it is not strange that we would speak about snakes with fear and some respect. And it is proper. Okay. Now, Jesus Christ pointed us to snakes. Amen. Doctor. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we are going to not just begin to fear snakes. Do you get me? But you are going to become what? An admirer. Amen. Amen. You see, that is why I, the, the, the films we are going to watch must be of interest to you. Because you see, we, we as black people, we don't like such things. You know our ways. We are not into snakes and uh, birds and what? What are we into? What are we into? Dancing. What else? Eh? Football. Are we into football? Are we into dancing? But from, from this camp, you are going to become somebody who is into snakes. Amen. And you see, that wisdom, that, that, that wisdom of the snake that comes to you is what is going to make you into a missionary who can survive anywhere. I see you surviving anywhere. Clap your hands for Jesus. several things, and there's a whole lot of them, but I'm going to give you the fir- what I think I should, should be the first um, wisdom key that we must learn from snakes is that they are masters, all right, in, or I should say what I want to first talk about is venom. Yeah, venom, the wisdom of venom. 
wisdom of a snake venom. Okay? Now, if I bring a certain number of snakes here, let's say a bag, one bag, let's say one of your bags, and I put, let's say, three or four snakes of a certain type, there is enough venom in them to kill a small village, a small town of people. Yeah, there is enough venom in just a few snakes in a bag that can kill a small town. Yeah. One time I was in a, a what do you call it, in the in the laboratory at the at the zoology department of the University of Ghana, and we were we were looking at a viper, one of the viper like a viper we found out here, and it just moved, you know, and scratched the slight scratch on the person who was holding it, because they they have they have fangs that are hinged, hinged fangs, like hypodermic needles on a hinge. You know what a hypodermic needle, needle is? Like the needle for injecting. Yeah, it's like it's that, but it's hinged inside. It can come out like that in two of them. You wouldn't want to receive that injection. So the first thing that we have to study and learn from the snake is the wisdom of venom. Alright? Now, what is venom? Venom is saliva. That is all that venom is. is saliva. So, snakes are masters in the art of ministering You get it? With power that comes from within them. You don't have no external weapon. They can kill an entire village. There's an entire village or town that can be killed by just a few snakes. Right? And that power comes from within the snake. It is the snake's saliva that it produces. Now, everybody, have you got some saliva in your mouth? Can you feel some saliva? It's coming from within you. It's it's you. That is coming forth. Now, the snake is so, I mean, you see it lying there quiet. But it has such power within it. You see, that can wipe out an entire village or an entire city. Like a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Are you there? So, this is um, perhaps what we all fear most about snakes is their internal power. They can produce saliva. You know, that is so dangerous. And I mean, you don't know really of any, I mean, there are other animals like that, but that have such power within them, within their saliva, 
that can just neutralize you. Now, the cobras have developed the ability to, to take that at you. So they would go up like this and squirt it straight to your eyes in order to blind you. Where did they get this power from? It's their own saliva. Their own saliva that they are producing. Can you imagine if you had such saliva? And somebody tried to rape you. As he's coming, you just uh, and then you, that's the end of him. Just one touch with his saliva of your saliva and he's done for. In fact, they would be so scared of you knowing that you have such internal power. They will be so scared of you. Yeah. In fact, everybody will be afraid of you. And that's why we are afraid of snakes. What about if you meet a snake which has such internal power? Are you there? So, this is probably uh, the highlight of this particular camp is this particular point. That if we are to be, you see, if let's say I had such power, there's almost nobody who can fight with me. I'll be trying to get close to you whilst you'll be going away from me. If you're trying to beat you, I'll try to get close to you. And I get close to you, I just spit into your And if I really hate you, I do oh. I'm clear a lot. You are down for. And it's like, I don't need a gun. I don't need a gun. I don't need a sword. I don't need a spear. I don't need anything inside me. It just comes out. There's nothing external. The power is inside. Yeah, it's a very wild thing. And it's like it just comes out all the time, that power. Just flowing. And so when Jesus pointed us to the snake thing, he was pointing us to the particular thing that we all fear. Now look at this animal. It's so dangerous. One day I watched a film about a cheetah. And it went to sleep somewhere and a snake bit it. That was it. It became dizzy and just lay down and died. Because it went to sleep at a place where the cobra had made its house there. Yeah. It shouldn't have gone there. You may be the fastest runner or whatever, but I have power within. And one touch, you are done for. Are you listening? Now, this very in 
important principle is what Jesus taught us also in Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. And we are going to read from this is why we are learning from Snowy because they are masters of generating power from within. Alright? Mark chapter 7. Verse 17. And when he was entered into the house with the people, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. And he says unto them, Are you so without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatsoever thing... Now listen, to be without understanding is a tragedy. Because you are not greater than an animal. When you don't have understanding. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because if we have a lion outside or a tiger that we bring here or even a snake that I decide to keep here to teach you the wisdom of snakes. I bring one fake viper and keep it here. And I I said, I'm going to feed you for the next 20 years. We are going to have camp meetings here. Anybody who comes to the camp, I want him to be as wise as a serpent. I want him to see you. You will not have to search for any food again. I'm going to care for you. And I come and I hold the snake. Do you think the snake will bite me or do not bite me? Why? Because it doesn't understand that. It's being cared for. He understands only striking, catching, killing, eating. You don't have latitude in your understanding. That's why you want people to be educated. Learn physics, chemistry, even things you will not use for science. You still have to do art. Because otherwise, you are so narrow-minded. The, 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 the head of the medical school was telling us that um, the first grade they look for in the medical school, entering the medical school now, is English. If you don't get eight, one in English, they don't take you. Whatever, eight, eight, or ten, eight, or whatever. First is English now. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised. I found out just yesterday, English, first one, and then you're out. So they eliminate from there. And because, you see, you see somebody who's become a doctor can't speak English. And you're using the word doctor. You get it? So, that is why we go to school and learn other things which we don't use in our life. You see, so that you, 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 because a snake or a cheetah or a lion or a tiger, kill it. Kill it. Have a child. Snip, kill it. There's no variation 
no understanding, no possible modification to a very narrow line of thinking. That's what it means to be without understanding. Yeah. So when you come to church, God is trying to broaden your thinking, your understanding of issues. You see, and that is why some of us will end up in trouble because when wisdom is being given to you, another possibility is being suggested to you. It's like it's blocked out. Like I said, if I bring the snake, I say, look, you are, you, are, you are safe for life until you yourself die. Nobody will kill you because I'm keeping you here. I'm going to give you, I'll find a rat or a goat or something for you to eat regularly. But he cannot conceive this option. You see, that's what it means to be without understanding. You are like an animal. So when somebody says, could you marry this person? Your options don't work. Your options are not in that direction. It's finished. You lack understanding. But later on in life, you realize when you see this, you see this, you see this, you see this, you see this you see that, oh, I could have married this, I could have married this, I could have married this. You can see how many more people you could have married. Recently, I saw a sister whose heart has been broken. Because when she was going to marry her, father said, no way. So she has to break up the relationship. And after some years, she got another beloved and married. So I was asking her, so how is this like? Because when you were breaking up, it was like you were dying. What happened? Are you there? When you were breaking up, you were dying. I said, oh, now that I'm married, I see that, oh, it won't be anything. I could have married that guy, I could have married this guy, I could have married this guy, I could have married this guy. Married this guy. Married this guy. But at that time, you see, as a young girl, your understanding was small. So when that one brother was leaving you, it's like, hey, darling. my whole life is going. It's not like your whole life, your understanding was small. So God is expanding your understanding. You understand things. You understand what is husband, what is wife, what is relationship, what is it all. Yeah. That's why older people, they rarely marry out of this feeling, love, feel, I feel something, feel something. Uh, they think about it. <laughs> okay, back to the scripture. Are you also without understanding? Are you there? Do you not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entereth into the man and cannot defile him. Because it entereth not into his heart. There's no power, those things. But into the belly and goeth into the dross, purging all meats. Verse 20. And he said, That which cometh out of the man defileth the man. Or hath the power to spoil the man. Okay? Notice. For from within. From within. 
out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Amen. So surprisingly, there are a lot of evil things that are within us that we are not aware of that they are within us and that they are actually also destroying us. So, like if we, are, if we become wise as serpents, we are going to know what to allow to be within you. You see? And when you control what is within you very carefully and make it a special formula, alright, great power is going to be released in your life. What do I mean by that? You see, Life is not really controlled by what is seen outside, but what is inside. If you take a, a, a snake's venom, the serpent has a particular formula. There is a formula in each venom. That is why when you are bitten by a snake, you need an anti-venom specific for that snake. That's why they ask, what type of snake was it? Did you see the snake? If you've ever been bitten, you say, what, 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 what did you see? What color? What pattern? And why? Because there is a formula. Now, in vipers, they have a special formula called a vasculotoxic formula, which makes you bleed. You see? So you start bleeding from your gums, and from inside you. You get an, any old sore may also start bleeding. So you die from bleeding. Because it attacks your blood vessels and causes you to bleed. That is a viper. And all forms of viper. And the shape of the viper's head is the arrow. And that shows you that this is a viper. Like a rattlesnake. They are all vipers. They have little horns also. So, you watch out. If you're ever bitten by a snake, you must know. Because if it's that snake, then we have to give you some particular antivenom that will stop, fight that particular. Because the snake has have a special formula of things that it allows to be within it. Yeah, it has a special formula. So, every snake has its formula. It doesn't allow this, 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 or that. It doesn't have our type of saliva, which is neutral. Our saliva has... It's even nothing. You just know... I watched a film when somebody was serving a sandwich. The waiter, when he was coming, just he spat inside and did. The guys, nothing happened to them. You understand? And so that's how to die to digest it. Now the guys were terrorists and they were serving them. They are forced them to be servants. So they cook food and they come. So when they go, they open and they spit inside and then they give it to the guys. Hamburger. 
So, what formula of concoction is allowed into your spirit? Yes. That's actually the power that you have within you. You see, the power of your life is the power of what is inside, what is not outside. You see, all the things that are coming from within are going to determine how really you, you are. Not what is outside. What is outside and what people see, you get it, is a very small part of your power. A person's real power, the real power that is operating in a person's life is what is not seen. You see, many of us are liars internally. We are thieves. We are corrupt. We are deceptive. Internally, there's a concoction of things that is in us. And the presence of those things in us is not going to allow us to become what we are supposed to become. And it's all hidden. It's all hidden. So if you are going to be as wise as a serpent, we must work seriously on what is inside. Yeah. But you see, whenever you preach about such a thing, people don't realize or think of that it is powerful. And I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you see, is, is the Holy Spirit. And I'm talking about you. The serpent produces his own saliva. What, do you, what is within him? And it's what the serpent produces that gives him power. Even you will all leave it. When you see a stick, you will not easily go there. Every, all, all of you will run this way. Yeah. Is it because of what is in me? You are all running. Yeah, it's not what is in me. It's powerful. It's very powerful. As far as the snake's life is concerned, it's very powerful. And the snakes, snakes are very successful. Find a lion here, but you find a snake here. All lions have been killed. Lions have been killed. I mean, deers have been killed. Tigers have been killed. Leopards. All these high trees, tall trees in this area, you should have had leopards in them. Because leopards like, there's no leopard here. All of them are dead. But the, the snakes that you find in a zoo, you find them here. They are, they, are, they are the most successful predators on earth. So there is something for us to learn. They are found everywhere. And in some islands, they are the only creatures there, and they are the only ones who can be there. I, I, I don't know if I have that film, but I show a film where there are only snakes, and nobody lives there. No one can live there. It's, it's so dangerous for a human being to be on that island. Yeah. Snakes, huge snakes, everywhere, all freely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the most dangerous person for a, a place for a person to go. You can easily die. Even for snake experts, you cannot easily go there. Yeah. So, today, you know, again, we are looking at God is examining us inside. What we cannot see. You know, that is what determines ministry. That is what determines Christianity. It's not what you can see. What is within you? What is within you? What is within you? And what is in your heart? And what is inside you? Not what you say. 
and what people think about you. Because all of us look nice. We come for the camps. Everybody dresses nicely. Everybody looks beautiful. But within are all sorts of things. And those things have a way of reducing the power. You know what I want to say is that if you see God really genuinely using somebody, I don't mean momentum. We have two things. God is using you. God is working with you. And then we have momentum. Momentum is when a car, a big thing is moving, right? It was already moving, so it keeps moving. But the engine died long ago. So sometimes you see, sometimes you have lay pastors, they think they've been flowing with the momentum of the church. Or some pastors, and they feel that they are also called. So they step out, and they realize that, oh, as someone, it was the momentum of the big thing. That was moving. That was working for me. So, what I'm sharing with you is that if God is really working with you and God is really using you and God will ever use you, if God will ever use you, if you are not as wise as a serpent, you can never be used by God. Because, first of all, the power of the snake is just an internal thing. You never see it on the outside. You see it lying there. You, you will never know the kind of power that it is. But there is enough power to kill a whole town. Like a nuclear bomb or an army. Like how an army would do. I mean, a group of commandos would come and wipe out a ta- an air village. They have enough power in one bag of snakes to wipe out everybody. So much power. But it's all internal. Because righteousness is internal. And it's also part of the armor. It's not sin. A breastplate of righteousness is the armor. So you see, we need to work on the inside and make the inside clean. I'm telling you, thank God for the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who will help us to do that. But there is no possibility of you really working with God until and unless you fight to work on your hidden aspects. All of us here have hidden aspects. All of you are wearing panties, underwears, all kinds of things, under, sometimes not even underwear, I mean other things are being worn. Yes. Nobody can see it. But not knowing that that is even more important than what is outside. So, I am sharing with you today that the great wisdom of the serpent is to fight with an internal power. Now, Jesus told us about negative internal powers. Do you see? That destroy. So, the opposite of that also must be internal. Now, the first one, there are 13 of them. It said, evil thoughts come from within. So, if the evil thoughts are destroying you, the good thoughts are keeping you alive. That's a power. There's a power in having good thoughts. And when you see a person who has negative thought thinking, 
Huh? It's not going to do well. You feel sad, depressed. Even nobody will enjoy your company. You are not nice to be with. You see. As you sit there quietly, not say anything to anybody about anything. Everybody is afraid of what you are thinking. That you are not saying. Hey! And that thing, you see, I am explaining to you, that's your real power. That's your real power. Be wise as a serpent. It, it is a great power. Even me, I will, not, I will never work with you closely if you are always depressed. If you come near me and I realize that you are, you, you, when, I, when you are with me, I will, you will not speak. Always I will be afraid. What are you thinking? Hey, it's okay. I've done enough of the ministry to say I don't have time for that. I've tried with different people to relate with. I've tried working with people, relating with people, trying to be friends with people. Yeah. Not everybody wants to be friends. Not everybody wants to relate. It's like you there, you are quiet. What are you thinking? Evil thoughts. Negative thoughts. Speak and let's know what is in your head. So, dear friends, you have to work on your internal thinking processes. Yes. Now, what are the thoughts that are going through your minds? That's what's bringing you down. Your power levels are going down. As soon as your evil thought levels are going So, all of us, I tell you, you see, this is not the Holy Spirit. This is your thoughts. It's, it's reducing your power from within. It, it, this is what defiles. This is what destroys. This is what brings down. I'm thank God for the anointing, but the anointing and then full of evil thoughts. Even the evil thoughts will make you use the anointing for the wrong thing. So you need to look at your thoughts, thought life. Yes. That is why there are certain films you cannot even watch it as a Christian. Because sometimes by the time you close your eyes, you see that what you are thinking is more than what happened in the film. You should have watched the real one. It was less than your thoughts. So, a minister... And I'm speaking to you because I believe that you are all ministers of the gospel. Amen. A minister must work on his thoughts. You cannot allow negative thinking into your life. Otherwise, your power levels are going down. Yeah. Because the power... Look, Jesus said, the thing that defiles you is inside. It's not out external things. So if my power level is going to go down, it's not something external. It's my internal things. Yeah, it comes from within. And number one, nothing internal thing is thoughts. Lustful thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. people are exposed to so many 
exposed to when I was 25 years old. Yeah. Because of the internet. And because you watch television on your laptops and on your phones. You watch films on your phone. I mean, a small phone, you are watching a film. How do you see the things in the film? And so your purity of your thoughts is so low. And I'm telling you, we can pour. You see, look, when you anoint a pig, it's still an anointed pig. So when you are a bucket full of rotting thoughts, and we pray for you, and we anoint you with oil, we, whatever, we are just anointing evil thoughts and wickedness and corruption. I'm telling you. And you see, when you are a young person, your, your lustful levels are very high. Is it not true? Very well. So you must fight it. Do not think that marriage will make your last full thoughts reduce. No. It doesn't. It can help. But when you marry, you still notice that people are nice. And if, when you marry, you see that the person you marry, as there are so many deficiencies that you didn't see before you entered. So thoughts, I beg you, I don't know what you are thinking. Thoughts of disloyalty. Thoughts of treachery. Negative thoughts, bad ideas. Your mind must be clean. Ah. Yeah. Your thoughts, thinking. Always it has to be. That, that's the power. They went through say, This man is powerful it's because his thoughts are his thoughts are working well. This girl is very powerful. Her thoughts are good thoughts. Her thoughts are good thoughts. You must have good thoughts. And you'll be powerful. Yeah. You know, as I've been in the ministry, I, 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 sometimes I look at it, this thing, there's something wrong with it. I don't know what it is. And you can never see what it is, but there's something wrong with it. Yeah, amongst us here, you see, as I'm, some of you are going to be pastors, some are elders, you see that some are better than others. These are, this is what brings the, the power level is different. The power is within. You see, Jesus is showing us that the devil knows that the power is internal and has, 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 has capitalized on the internal power and has developed it fully. So it has special formula of internal things. I tell you, you know, you see there's bad, I mean, could you imagine one bag of snakes can kill a village, a town, they rarely get a number of people like that. It's enough venom to kill everybody. 
So this power, I tell you, there is power in righteousness. Otherwise, why would it be called, why would it be called a, a helmet of salvation? Why would it be called a breastplate of righteousness if it doesn't have power or a sword of the spirit? Why would it, a truth be called a belt if it doesn't have power in, in war? There is a power in all these things. But people don't know. So we, we play with evil. Yeah, we play with evil. Yeah. But as soon as negative thoughts are flashing through your mind, you know, I tell you, one time I was watching a pastor, pastor preaching, and when I watched them, the negative thoughts came to my mind. Oh, this man is not preaching the word anymore. Oh, this guy is vaccinated. Oh, this pastor, big church, oh, and I thought to become a Oh, this man is just, I mean, preaching about money. He's a fallen, he's a fallen minister. I didn't like those thoughts because I, I, am not, I am not the one to decide who is a servant of the Lord and who is doing what is right. Because God's calling for everybody is different and God can call people to preach about money only. But I didn't like those thoughts. And I started to switch to the television as soon as I see the preaching. I switch it off instantly. And that's what made me start watching animals. Yes. It was running away from evil thoughts that made me start watching wildlife. Because I couldn't, well, when I put on TV and I said, what is this man saying? When I put on this, what is this man saying? When I put on, you see somebody say miracles, then thought to occur, no, these are not real miracles. What are these thoughts? What are, what are these thoughts? I don't like these thoughts. What's, what, what somebody preaches? Oh, this guy is, uh, is falling. Oh, this man is divorced. This, this man is old. These people, they are deceiving. I mean, where are these thoughts from? I didn't like it. It made me stop watching Christian television. I can't, I don't want those thoughts in my life. Yeah. And you, you watch things which generate thoughts. And you keep watching those things. You keep watching them. How many of you have seen pornography before? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you have seen some before. Yeah. Now, some of the pictures you've seen, they will never go out of your mind. Never. Never, never. Never. There's a pastor, he said that during the war in Liberia, the soldiers used to come to him and to get powers for their war. They, they used to come to say, Reverend, you got to pray for you got you to pray for us. And they would come there, all of them men and women, stark naked, everybody. And they used to sit in a chair and say, Reverend, pray for us, talk to us. Everybody, men, women, 100% naked, all. 
scriptures and he was forced to pray for they'll kill him. So he said to me later, he said, look, after the war, I couldn't preach. I said, why couldn't you preach? He said, because when I, when I go to church and I see people sitting there, I, I imagine that they are all naked. So the, the thoughts that come to my mind, it's like I, I see everybody in that way. Because what you have seen before is very... That's why Jesus said the eye is the window. If you do the eye, it's the door. Light will come into your darkness. Yes. That is why all these films should be censored. All these Nigerian films that they are playing, they are teaching armed robbery and all sorts of things witchcraft and whatever. Just as the American films taught murder and all those things. These ones are also teaching the same thing. So, you gotta, you've got to watch your mind. Your thoughts. Your, as soon as the negative thoughts are coming, your power levels are going down. So, Lord, I feel that much I pray. With evil thoughts, the power is finished. It just leaks out like that. But you are a man of impure and wicked thoughts. Some of you have had beloved who left you. Or a boyfriend or whatever left. And you hate the person. You want something bad to happen to the person. And to the new beloved. These are evil thoughts. Okay? So you got to be careful. This is it's what is reducing your power. So, now when you, when you see a an elder or a pastor and it's like he's not doing well, don't think, be thinking about anointing him. Start thinking what is inside that is not correct formula. Yes. And you don't need news flash to know. The power, you see, Jesus said, the things that are inside have the power to defile or destroy you. Those are the things. The outside things they know, but inside. The next one that comes from the heart of man, adulteries, fornications. Huh? Now somebody said, but adultery is in fornication. It's something that you do outside. You use your external parts to, to do them. Isn't it? Wrong. You first of all commit adultery and fornication internally in your heart before you practice it. Scary, isn't it? You are already an adulterer and fornicator in your soul. And then you just have a manifestation. 
So those of us who are thinking and allow certain thoughts, oh, your power levels are going down. Yeah, it's within you. Yeah. And men, men of fornication, women of fornication, it is in them. Yeah. There are girls who are hunting. Fornication is in them as they are moving. It's deep down. It's not even something they think about. And they will do it with you. As soon as they get the chance. You are done for. Because she was a moving vagina. Ready. Looking. Seeking. And there are walking penises. It is in their hearts. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So what I'm saying is that, you see, when you allow it, because you, you, must, you, must, you, must, you must examine your heart and see, is, there, is, is sleeping with somebody in my heart? Or is it coming into my heart? Or has it arrived in my heart? Can I do it? It has reduced your power already. Once it lands. So your powers, you see, so I'm telling you, when you see somebody, the power is finished. Look inside. Yeah. Look inside. Over the years, I've come to find out that it's not even prayer. This, that. It's like there's a certain well-being that is not there internally. Yeah. It's not there. And you see, We'll come to uh, the next one, uh, murders, but let us even look at thefts. And then let's look at deceit. Have you seen in Mark 7, 23, or 23 or whatever, it says, For out of the heart of men produce evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit. Now what is deceit? And what is theft? If you take the presence of Apo in school, you see, anybody who uses Apo, your powers, your power, your spiritual power is reduced instantly. Because you are instantly a cheat and a thief. And you will always be a cheat and a thief. I'm telling you. That is why the power of the church is so much reduced. Because lying and stealing is like, you even pray about it. Because the people who send the apostles, they write on it, don't be selfish, share this with somebody else. So stealing is not even seen as stealing. You see, that's the worst part, where Satan is not recognized as Satan. Is it recognized as a friend? 
Because God delivers you from your enemies. He does not deliver you from friends. So he's now disguised totally welcome as a member. So share this with your friends. Don't be selfish. So right and wrong are blurred. You can't see the difference. So we are now having thieves as, as pastors. We had, I, had, well, I remember once we had a, some people working at the bookshop from the same university. They were stealing. One of them gave to give uh, something to a friend, take a, 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 a Bible uh, on the software, go and give it to somebody, take this, two things. Oh, it's like, it's like, it's like that's what you learned in school. Deception, apple, and whatever. So your power levels are, are far. We can pray for the Holy Spirit to anoint you with oil, thousand times. It's like you are, you are deficient in real internal power. It's like a snake without venom. So if we are going to be genuinely powerful, honestly, the internal purity and the internal mechanisms and the internal structures have to be there. Because otherwise, it won't work. You'll be, you'll be really catch the anointing and step to the anointing. So when I listen to tapes, I'll be anointed. You listen to me, tapes, you'll be anointed. The anointing will be pouring on what? Anointing will be pouring on liar, liar, deceiver, whatever. One pastor, he was going to, uh, in, to, he was invited to preach somewhere. He couldn't go. So he told our pastor, one of our pastors who had invited him, he said, when you go, tell the people that have gone to this country. You know, but it was not true. It was, he wasn't feeling well. He couldn't go. But it's like, that's normal to tell a lie. When, when you go, announce to the people that I've traveled and I had to go on emergency to this place and so on. It's normal. It's, it's like, it's like lying is normal. So you see that, when you see that ministry, you realize that there's something about the ministry that is not as, it, it seems to be working. Sometimes momentum, it seems to be working. There's something wrong. There's something wrong with it. Yeah, there's something wrong. So what I'm saying is that God is telling us, look, the internal power of a snake, the snake's power, without anointing or whatever, it's like just what comes from within, the saliva, it just produces the saliva. Like the saliva, the internal, like that, it's, 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 like, it's like I could just, you are all dead. But the cobra will stand at it and, and spread the saliva, and you are, you are done for. When the saliva hits and it aims for the eye, it comes straight to the eye. And I hear you should put milk on your eye. Yeah. It neutralizes it. Yeah. In case, you know, you never know. This advice one day you'll be surprised that <laughs> you may need it. You see, I was at a camp where they were talking about snakes. So. You'll just watch ministries and see them one after the other. You're like, ah, something is not. It looks powerful, it looks good, it looks good, but it's not. It's something is internal. Then murder. Hey. Huh? Killing. 
is also something we don't know. What is murder? Murder is hatred. That, that is why, for, for instance, for me to be part of NDC or MPP, you know, it's like almost joining people who are so full of hatred for each other. And I, you can feel the hatred. All right? That's, we, are, we are Ghanaians. And we, we must not hate so much, no matter the party and no matter who is in power. And after all, when this group is in power and this other group is in power, what difference is there in the nation? Very little difference. Where's your gun? Denzel. He's arguing. If you didn't bat today, you have been bad. <laughs> Where's my bucket? Bring my bucket. I think today I'll use the bucket. <laughs> you you will choose what you want. The gun or the bucket. Put the bucket here. Do you not see people who are doing politics, telling lies, and the person is in a charismatic church? I'm asking you a question. Do you not see them? They say this one goes to this church, this one goes to this church, this one goes, and they know what they are saying. And they are still saying it because of politics. So that's why, that's why you see that it takes a lot for a Christian to be involved in politics. Yeah. Because when, you, when your, the power of your saliva goes down, you are, da- you are done for. A snake which has no saliva there. Oh. It's, a, it's like a lizard. It's like a lizard. You are aware. 
everybody who opens his life, you open your life to evil thoughts. You open your life to fornication. You open your life to adultery. You open your life to deception and to stealing and to telling lies. You are opening out the power to flow out of you. You are going to become like a snake without its venom. And you are just a worm. You are a lizard. And your wisdom is finished. And your power is finished. You see Christians playing soccer. Political Christians playing soccer. And they have agreed that this is the goal post. Between two, these two poles, when the ball goes to, it's a goal. And this other side, we have all agreed before we started playing that from here to here is a goal, and from here to here is a goal. We start playing. That's about 45 minutes. Then we play another 90 minutes. And then you see on the scoreboard, scores. You are very happy because you know that you scored 3 nil. Then suddenly you see on the scoreboard, 27-3. How? I said, oh, all the corners, were, uh, they, were, they were goals. This time they were goals. And then some throw-ins were also goals. Hey! And then you even go to court to go and defend the throw-ins and the corner kicks. That these corner kicks, you actually, you see, in, in, in Venezuela, there was a time when a corner was made a goal. And in this constitutional point, you can explain why sometimes a throw-in can actually be a goal. And you must consider when the, the referee is tired and he's not able to get there, maybe perhaps two throw-ins can be equal to one goal on some occasions. And you get born again Christians to go and defend a throw in and corner kicks with energy and with passion and feelings. It's like put aside Christianity. This one is law. This one is politics. So you see, that is why when you, 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 you find Christians standing up and say that they are believers. You know, they are in politics, they are whatever. And you see, there's absolutely no difference to Christianity. I'm telling you, there's no difference. There's no difference. It's like the color of the politics will rather influence their decision. Something that is clear. You play, see, certain of them were thrown in. Now you say that there is the new, we have to look at the irregularities and the more practices that these irregularities occasionally you see that yes it depends on whatever and it's not in the constitution and then, oh! <laughs> constitution of soccer but you have born again Christians all of them line up there everybody sitting there so I know person they're born again Christian born again Christian born again Christian born again Christian all they know him there. And when they see you privately, they say, oh, Charlie, yeah, they say, you know, uh, we have to do. We have to say whatever. So that is why I say, look, a snake, but Jesus said, be wise, be wise as the serpent. You know, you don't see a cobra without the power. It's not just lying there. It's like, leave me alone. 
Me alone. I, I don't want trouble. Just leave me. I don't want. And do you know that when snakes fight uh, and, and they are not uh, hunting after their prey, they don't use their venom. Yeah. Oh yeah, they don't. <laughs> they don't. They save it. They save it for the. They save it for the prey. Yeah, and it, it kills the prey and digests. If it's a worm, if, if it's a mouse, it digests the worm. The mouse partly digests it, digests and kills you. Yeah, it's powerful, infernal power. You see, Jesus was righteous. He, the Bible says, he did not commit any sin. You know, that's why our anointing is small. <laughs> Our sins are plenty. Is it not amazing? Turn to Hebrews. I'll show you something. Verse 1, chapter 1, verse 8. But unto the Son he saith, unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity, and therefore God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. God has anointed you more than the others, more than other people, because you love righteousness and you hate iniquity. That's why the anointing is more on this person and less on this person. Because you have loved righteousness and you hate iniquity. That we have heaped unto ourselves iniquity. And we say, come, say, Pastor, pray for me. Anoint me. Here is my. People even come with their bottles. Anoint me. But God is not a fool. Even we are not fools. Even we are not fools. But why do we think God is a fool? When we have allowed, you see, you have to be strong spiritually, and your internal aspect must be solid so that God can. All his oil upon you. So I'm telling you, when you're looking at, from today, you're looking at pastors, men of God, churches. You have destroyed yourself. No matter how much wealth you come and pour, Wisdom you come and pour is destroyed. And that is what is happening to Ghana. Ghanaians are becoming known for the most corrupt, twisted. Uh, everything is crooked in Ghana. Fish they are selling is full of formalin. That is used to preserve dead bodies. Drugs are not real drugs. Elections are not real elections. Uh, 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 exams, results are not exams. Somebody solved the questions clearly. And when they wrote it, and they had eight A's. And you didn't see. You have three A's. You have two A's.
power is just leaked out. There's nothing left. And God says that, his word says that, you, I have anointed thee above thy fellows because thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Now, if you want to be anointed, you see, you say you want to work for God. These are the things you have to straighten it up. You cannot be a liar. You cannot fill a form and write a different age from your age. You cannot, you see, like with soccer, we, they, they know us. But I spoke to them, a manager of Chelsea. I don't know whether they not the overall manager. Chelsea manager. Yes, recruiting manager. Yeah. And I was talking to him about a, a particular player. He said, oh yeah, we know, we know that you all, you all tell lies. I mean, the, the, the boys are not going to come with their real, but we have our own way of testing. Because we know that they're all lying. We know that he said, this man is 25, but he's 35. It's not true. It's not true. Everything about that is crooked. You go for election. Only 270 people are registered there. But 350 uh, votes or 500 votes. Or you say 27, they add zero. It's 270 instead of 27. Huh? It's, it's a pity. And born again Christians are the polling agents. So go to Assemblies of God, Lighthouse, this church, this church, all over. They are writing all these things. They change it, triplicate and quadruplicate uh, 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 pink sheets. You see that one, one pink sheet with this number, there's three and four versions of it. So that the same sheet, they can bring another one for that same thing with a different, the same number, with the same number, with a different result. <laughs> yeah. But my, my, I don't, they should do whatever they want to do. What I'm telling you is that Christians who want to be pastors, and pastors are doing these things and defending it and can go to court and say that through, in this particular case, there were three corner cakes, three corners, but we counted them as gold in this case because of, number one, constitutional, uh, in, in that era, number two, jurisprudence, number three, equity, and in Togo, Venezuela, 14 years ago, this happened and this happened. And then, Ten of the throw-ins have also been added as goals. So the scores are now 27-3. Let them do what they want, but I want to ask you, how about you and me? How about me and you? 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 Where do we stand? Can we go? Every Christian politician I've done, I told them, don't tell lies. When I said, look, don't. One guy, he, he's always on TV. I told him, I said, look, when you go in, don't defend something that you yourself, you don't believe in. It's wrong. You're a Christian. I know one guy, he, he used to be in our church. He, he's an uh, uh, NBC guy. I met him on a plane. I said, look, the only advice I can give you, as a Christian, don't so say, tell lies and fight things that are not true. You can't do that. But they don't. I've seen him. They don't do it. And so they're starting up there and say, oh, God anointed you. Come, Pastor, I'm coming for anointing uh, for the elections. I'm coming for anointing for exams. Anoint me. Pray for, pray for me. You see, you need to be filled with righteousness. Yeah. You cannot be, you cannot, you cannot sleep around. You cannot sleep with girls or boys. It can't, it's, not, it's not compatible with the ministry. 
it's not compatible with the ministry. You see, even, even if you do it, you imagine always sleeping with different people. Huh? It's not compatible with the ministry work. You can't be sleeping with people. You can't sleep with different boys. You can't suck penises of different boys. You cannot do that. It's not compatible with ministry. I'm telling you. If you want to work for God and you want to be in the ministry, these things don't go together. And it's also not compatible with a future happy, happy life, happy married life. You will not be happy in the future because you see that you can't stop it. You say, I love you so much, you are my this, you are my You realize that you can't control yourself. You do what you've learned it in school. All that you learn now, you will be continuing. You watch and see. If you've learned it now, if you learn how to do those things now, you will continue doing it. That's why you see that when you marry, your wife will not trust you. Because before you married, you were sleeping with her. So she, she realized that what you can do. Or you may not trust her. I met one pastor. His only problem is he doesn't trust his wife. When he travels and comes, he doesn't trust. Because he used to sleep with her before they were married. She'll come. She knows how to come to the house. I mean, a grown up somebody's household in the evening. Hiding in a wardrobe. Hiding all around. Yeah. She knows how to do it. Having sex with somebody. Going in and out. The father doesn't know what is happening in the house. So he knows, he knows his wife. Yeah, this girl. <laughs> she was. She was exciting. She would come, go in and out. And I know that she's still exciting. She's continuing those things. She's capable. Look, the power is from inside. It's an internal power. If, if you are going to be as wise as a serpent, you must stand there. You see that internally, you are very, very powerful. So you're quiet like that, but internally, internally, from within, all these things are out. Evil thoughts are out. You can't stand evil thoughts. Deceptions are out. Those of you who are so deceptive, that's why you girls, stop putting on your makeup and be yourself. Stop that. All those makeup is all deception. You have learned how to deceive early. Learn how to deceive early. It's all deception. Yeah. The poor, the poor brothers, they don't know how you are. They don't know what you are like. When you wear that, that, uh, there is a cap which is like you don't, it's flat. Have you seen that one? It's flat. Your head will be like a granite. You know? What is it called? I'm sure some of you, bring me one after the next session. Not a mat. No, it's flat like this. It's like a cap. Yeah. Your head looks like granite. You understand granite? One granite. Where did where look at look at the look at the politicians who are out there today. Most of them were student leaders. Most of them were student leaders. SRC and they were creepy. They were born again Christians. Especially NBC had a lot of young, young ones. The young ones are all, they all claim to be Christians. They all have churches. They all go to church. 
The NPV people they are older, they don't go to this type of churches. Our, our type of born again church, they are like above church. And they just force the church to add it for the politics. But actually, they don't go assemblies of God, Lighthouse, Central, I mean, Royal House. You don't see them there. I shouldn't say it. I would say it. Fornication, murder, theft, covetousness. Covetousness speaks of a desire for things that you don't have. Desire for money. Desire for gold. Desire for power. Desire for things that are not the that is a thou shall not covet that which is thy neighbor's. Thy neighbor's wife or thy neighbor's house or anything that is thy neighbor's. You don't have it, but you want it by force. And at elections, we have two covetous groups fighting over one seat. Hey, my boy. Yeah. I'm telling you. Covetousness. You, you cannot be a good... Supposing I was looking for a lot of power and money. Why would I be standing here with you? Ask me why I'll be here with you at this time. What am I doing here? I'm, I'm, I'm going to Malaysia. I have a lot of international uh, uh, invitations with superstar hotels and other luxuries. Oh, what am I, what am I doing here? Covetousness cannot let you do the work of God. Covetous will keep you out of the... And if you even come into the work of God with that covetous spirit, I mean, one preaching that you preach, you'll be tired, honorarium, say, pay this, pay this, otherwise this, this and that, it's not a free thing, this and that. You charge him, charge him. Pastors today, today pastors are tired when you preach, you call them to preach, they'll put down the charges first. One pastor charged... He was, was going to pay two fifty thousand dollars. Say pay. Another another pastor charged one hundred thousand. Pay. Another pastor charged sixty thousand. Not imagination. What I've seen practically. He charges. Say pay sixty thousand down. Pay one hundred thousand down. Pay two fifty thousand down. Otherwise, it's not coming on. You will not even know that you have become covetous. Yes. <laughs> I'm saying a. Hey. It starts from your little, little, whatever. You are there. You, 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 are, you are small, small. You've come to work in the church. Instead of, instead of even bringing money to pay the church for taking somebody like you who had a poor to pass your exam and couldn't really pass the exam. You are now converting somebody who has been in the ministry for years. You are converting the person's car. You are converting the person's everything. Things that you don't belong to you. He said, no, you are not compatible with this kind of work. Go and find. And after when you are 38 years old, compare yourself with those who are in the ministry and see. That is what causes lay pastors to become orangus. Because they chose to follow money. They, they chose the way of covetousness. Many of them. Not all. Some of them. And at the end of it, they got nothing. And they look at those who are in the ministry and they say, ah, but now that I chose this way, I don't have anything. This one who said he wasn't following, he seems to have everything. And he starts to bring in jealousy and selfish ambition. And where does it start from? It starts from now. That's why I'm talking about these things. They are taking away the power from the church. You see that you will be a pastor forever. 
14 members, 23 members, your church can never grow. This cannot work out. Because the power is, God cannot anoint these terrible internal deficiencies. I'm telling you, the power, internal power is gone. There's no power internally. You know, if you even want to be given a weapon to fight, like the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you yourself have to be strong. If you are going to fight a war, you know you are not strong. They're giving you sword and everything. When David was going to fight with Goliath, he realized that hey, all these things, he cannot even carry them. He cannot carry the armor. He cannot carry them. He cannot even carry too small for those things. He was only used to stones. So before you yourself go to even collect anointing and become whatever, you yourself have to have some strength. You have to have some stability. Some kind of internal power that is working. Before you carry sword and heavy armor, huh? And David was very wise. He said, look, me, I'm a small boy. I can't carry all these things. I can just use some three stones. But I'm quite accurate with them. Yeah. So you say, you say you want God to anoint you. How can God anoint you? How can God anoint you? I mean, look at your age. You are masturbating twice a day. <laughs> I shouldn't talk about this thing. You have to say that. You are masturbating twice a day. Where did you learn it? Where did you learn it? Where do you learn these things? You see, you see, look at the books you read. Books which can describe sex in a very wild way. You are reading it. You are reading it and you are just enjoying it. You are, I mean, learning things, fantastic things that are not real. No. Wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, an evil eye, an evil eye, where you are looking at things with a bad thought and a bad motive. When you see a girl, you must not be imagining things. I will say exactly what I'm saying. You must not imagine things. You cannot look at somebody imagining doing things to the person or with the person. So as you are shaking hands with the person, as you are shaking hands that you are doing... You are having various ideas. Hey! Or you are seeing them as naked, naked members. Listen, you see, how many realize that what I'm saying is real? Has it happened to you before? Every day. (laughs) So, you have to fight it. 
You have to dry it out. Everyone say, dry it out. Yeah. No, not dry. Dry. Yeah, you dry. You starve it of water. You starve it of water. It will die gradually. You starve it. See, all these things, when you, they are all fleshly things. When you starve it, it will die. When you dry, it will dry up. Yeah. When you feed it, it will be fresh. When you feed it, it will have energy. Yes. Like a, like a snake or a lizard which is feeling cold and cannot run. <laughs> because it's feeling cold. Because it is warm-blooded. So when it's feeling cold, it cannot move. It has to lie on the rock and warm up in the sun. They say it can move. You dry it of what gives it energy. You dry it up. You shrivel it gradually to shrivel. If you, if you play with life, it's just life. Just life. That's what I've told you over and over. You think I'm going, if they ask you a question, you don't want to answer or the answer is somewhere, you just tell them that, look, I don't appreciate this type of interrogation. I don't appreciate these questions. And I, I don't want to answer this type line of questioning. Excuse me, I have to go somewhere. It's best now. That's all. But don't lie. Don't lie. Don't lie. I went somewhere. I went somewhere with someone. The person was bargaining for me. The person was trying to help me. You know? And they were selling that thing for 40. And then the person who was bargaining told the man that, oh, we saw one here. It was 25. You know, we saw one just here was 25. But you see, the person was trying to help me. So I kept quiet. And I was thinking at the guy. I said, oh, my brother has told you a lie. So, after I, I said, look, do not lie about 40 and 25. But you see, that's how we are. It's natural. It comes natural. Why does it come? Because we've been doing it. All the time. It's normal to lie. It's normal. Some of you even told lies to come to this camp. But there was no need to tell a lie. There was no need to tell a lie to come to the camp. Some of you, you lie by default. Your default response is to lie. It's lie. To lie. A normal setting is to tell a lie. You are not a virgin, but you say you are a virgin. You are not. You are not. But you say you are. Sit down. Sit down. Why are you standing? Look. There are, and you see, you may have shot yourself in the leg. Because there are people who don't like virgins. Yes, and people don't like virgins. Yeah, people don't like virgins. There are, there are, there are a lot of people. If you say you are a virgin, they will never marry you. So, hey, virgin, I'm not going to train Virgin Mary. Hey, I cannot train her. There was no need to lie. By lying, you have rather changed your category and move into another category of some other kind of person. A deceiver, a deceptive, two-time
sure what the person is saying. You've changed your category. You were in another category. You've changed your category. You have just told the truth. There are so one brother if his father gave him only one marital advice. <laughs> only one marital advice. And the only marital advice he said, Don't marry a virgin. Instead of so many things, he just said, Don't marry a virgin. And he followed his father's advice. Followed his father's advice. Yeah. There is no need to change your category into the category of a liar. There's just no need. I'm telling you, there's just no need about for that. Yeah. Just be yourself. Be yourself. A certain brother, he loved a certain sister. After he loved her, he found out so many things about her. You know? And after some time he said, you know, I cannot. I don't have the capacity to handle it. To handle what you have told me. So he left her. And then she met another brother. And when she met the brother, she told him, she, instead of telling him a lie, because of the first one, that she realized that when I told him, he said he can't handle it. He, was, he became quiet. Because when she was listing all, all the lists, I cannot handle it. So when she met the next one, she thought about it. Should I say the truth or whatever? So she said, look, I'll tell the truth. So she told him the truth. I've been here, I've been to Indonesia, I've been to China, I've been to Kuwait, I've been here. These are my exploits. When he told, when she told the brother, she was thinking the brother is going to be here. Brother said, That is when my love for her increased more. Yes! Not that they say, I'm telling you what I had with my own ears. That is when my love and my attraction, I love her, her openness, truth. I love her more. Yes. And he married her. And they live happily ever after. So the truth. So I'm just telling you. The deceptions we are learning is not good for us all. It's diminishing our internal powers and we are becoming weaker and there's nothing to anoint. We anoint us, we are anointing weakness and corruption. Yeah. Yes, you've been given a big gun. There are guns when you shoot and fall, you fall, you fall down. Fall, you fall down. The weapon you've been given is bigger than your strength because personally you have reduced Substantially into something very small and weak. Yeah. But for the snake, it's this internal, the internal powers are very strong, I tell you. One little, you are done for.
quelqu'un Are you there or you are going home? An evil eye. The next one, blasphemy. Blasphemy. Now, one of the ways you learn to blaspheme is when something happens and you shout, Jesus Christ! Never use the name of Jesus in vain. Never use the name of Jesus as an exclamation mark. Don't say, hey, Jesus Christ, what is happening? You see, you have already learned to use a holy thing in vain. You must be careful. Yeah. Using the name of Jesus at the mention of which every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. You use it as an exclamation mark. Hey, Jesus Christ, what am I going to go today? How many have done it before? You have already started blaspheming. And it, it reduces who you are. It reduces you. It redu- I'm very sensitive about the name of Jesus. I don't like watching film where says, Jesus Christ, whatever. Or somebody who says, Jesus, hey, Jesus Christ, whatever. Oh, Jesus, whatever. I don't like it. I'm sensitive to that thing. It's one of the commandments. God shall not use the, Lord, the name of the Lord I got in vain. Is it not one of the Ten Commandments? Yeah. And we are always using it in vain. Another way you learn to blaspheme is when you speak about holy men of God. You better just watch out. Everybody has a special calling. Everybody has something special that he's doing. That's what pastor there. You just leave them. They are like fathers. Just leave them alone. Whatever they are doing, leave them. God, has, God can kill any person that he wants to kill at any time. God, you see, you see it as death, but God sees it as withdrawing them to him. He withdraws them. No, no, nobody ever dies in the eyes of God. So that's why we are crying. Oh, 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 oh. God, God is looking at us. No, the person has not died at all. He just moved the person near us. Come, come upstairs. Yeah. The person didn't die at all. You are seeing it as death. The person is dead. He's finished. The person is not dead. Billy Graham always says, One day you hear that I'm dead. Don't believe it. I'll be more alive than, than I've ever been before. <laughs> Wow. Pride. Pride reduces your personal powers. Personal power. This, I'm talking about personal power before anointing comes. It's finished by pride. As soon as you are big, your powers are finished. Many people are not able to sing as well as Ida because of pride. Yeah, because if she would tell you, she would tell you how, how much she, she goes through training. Yeah, a lot of training before she sings one song. Yeah. But a lot of people are so big, they feel they know music, they feel they know, what has become of them? Nothing, there's nothing. You hear this name, this name. Few singers are like Darlene Sheck, who you see, she came, became big, whatever, and I don't know where she is now, but at least she became big and stayed big for some time. Most of them are too big. It reduces your personal sort of anointing. You are whatever. Finish. We have had singers upon singers upon singers upon singers. Everybody is like a shooting star. It goes up. Shh, boom, finish. Like knockout. Mm-hmm. 
Bigness. Now, some of you are going to become pastors soon. Some of you will become pastors later. But what is it that will now destroy you? One of them is pride. And, 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 and self-righteousness. Why you think you are good. And selfish ambition. Yes. When Rick Joyner had his vision of what was destroying pastors, in the first sentence, there were six demons. The first one was self-righteousness. Second one was unrighteous judgment. Third one was selfish ambition. Fourth was pride. Next one, jealousy. And the last one was, I can't remember. Huh? Respectability. You see, today you don't have much respectability because we are students. Yeah. And when you start to feel you are, you are what? So when you don't have respectability, you can be used by God. As soon as your respectability becomes too much, like you are not useful. So pride. You are nothing. We are all nothing. If you want to know how nothing is, go to what you see. The next one is foolishness. Foolishness. Foolishness is stupidity. Thinking that is not wise. And that is what I was trying to explain to you earlier about, uh, what do you call it? Animals. They don't understand. If they understood, they would not do what they do. But they only know how to kill, to eat. That's why I, I don't joke with wild animals. I've seen people joking around with them. I don't like it. When I see a human being playing with a lion, he'll put his head inside the lion's head with tigers. I don't like those type of things. Because they are joking with something that has no understanding. And there are many accidents that have happened. That man who used to go with snakes and alligators, he died from those things. He went to swim and one of them stung him. Yeah. Because the animal can just, in a, on a day, you know, just, it will just be, behave normally. And that's it. So, foolishness. Foolishness. Now, what does the Bible say? All these evil things come from within and defile. They affect. You can use that word defile. You may not understand what it means. You just know that it means affect you negatively. If you don't understand defile, no problem. Just know that it's something bad. And it's negative. And cause foolishness evil. Because thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity, therefore God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. May you, be, may you love righteousness, amen, so that you'll be personally, at least of a certain stature, of a certain power, of a certain capability, so that the Holy Spirit coming to pour on you will now transform you into a real powerhouse. Not a little weakling who can hardly even lift up the sword. Or can hardly even lift up the gun. Because you are a pornographer. And you can't easily hold up the sword of the spirit. 
which you need to use to do the work of God. Are you listening to me? So that is the first. The serpents are masters of the power within. They are masters of that thing. They, 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 there is no other animal that has an internal power like them. Lizard, you see, is powerless. And if you are going to be a great minister, you have to master the internal forces, your internal character. Yes. That's why in my marriage, you know, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. 5.30, you have to stop quarreling. Yes. It has made me resolve issue after issue after issue by 5.30. Yeah. Yes. Because every marriage can have so many things. But it's like, it must end. Because the Bible says that your prayer should not be hindered. It must end. Yeah. It has to end. Because you, because you are Christian. It's, part, it's been part of my, I've been married for 25, almost 25 years. I have to. I am forced to. <laughs> you can't not forgive. It's, you have to forgive. You can't allow certain things to be in you. At every stage, you'll be practicing all this. This one you are practicing. Your own practice, you have to practice. When you marry, some of you, huh, some of you are going to show witchcraft when you marry. And you see that you haven't learned even how to be humble. Now, as with your pastor, or even in the church, how much more when you marry, you, you stop respecting your husband after just about eight weeks. Within eight weeks, you see that you've changed. A whole lot of people have stopped counseling them. I don't, when, when they see me, I, don't, I, I behave like deaf and dumb when I see them. I'm deaf and dumb. There's nothing to say. They are beyond counseling. No counsel will ever reach them. Until you die, eh, you always have to master the issue of your internal powers and righteousness. It will never leave you. No matter how old you grow. No matter who you are. Yeah, you'll be 70, but you still. It will be there. Yeah. You have to learn it now with these ones. Yeah. I remember when I was in secondary school and I saw some of the pornography. There was a guy in my dormitory. He sleeps. He, he uses it as a mattress. This thing. Mattress. Under the mattress. Between the, between the springs and then... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I said, wow! What is this fantastic? I've not seen some before. What is this amazing thing? Yeah. You have to master it then. I stopped watching films sometimes because of these things. When I watched, I said, no! And our time, they didn't do much as they are doing these days. Yes. Now, a normal film, they have sex in it. Normal. You learn, all of you have learned how to do Yes. And it has entered you so much that 
It's as if you've even done it. Because it can enter you so much, it's part of your life. Her brother was marrying a sister. The sister said, oh, I'm not a virgin, but he's a virgin. The brother said, no problem. The thing that I've watched, hey, I'm more than an expert. Your small, small things are not a problem for me at all. What I've watched, what I've seen, what I've seen, I'm an expert. I'm an expert. You say, I'm an expert, I will show you who is expert. So some of you are experts. How many of you are going to fight to be internally powerful? Yes. Not external show. Not external show. Forget about external show. Eh? Be good inside you, real nice. Don't, don't look nice outside. And you see, girls, I'll tell you, those who are specialists of hairdressing and all these things, lipstick, what not and what they usually are deficient at home. You'll be surprised that the room they have emerged from looks like a bomb shelter. It looks like a bomb shelter. May bring all the anointing to come and pour on you. But there may be a big hole and all the things are out. So when we pour it, it will just come on the floor. One brother, he had a vision. In the vision, he saw a big cup and an angel was holding it and he was kneeling down. How many other you? He was kneeling down. No, no, let me use somebody else. Go back. Doctor, you come. Kneel down. An angel came. And the cup was big, golden cup or silver cup. Just as they were about to pour, a boy shouted, Doctor! And they took it back. It's like, oh, he's a doctor. He's not in the ministry. <laughs> yeah. He's a, that guy is a doctor. That guy. So, the anointing was coming like that. And then the voice shouted, Doctor! Oh! It's not for you. Because for you, it's your, it's your, it's your profession. It's not the ministry. You see, there's, there's a reason why God will just take his anointing. And get away. Doctor! Lawyer! Nurse! <laughs> Accountant! MTN! Politician. NDC. Oh, sorry. All right. Let me pray for you because these things tend to happen. Father, we cancel it in Jesus' name. Amen.